All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Sock Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin. I'm sitting here with Jake Giraffe. We're from Satori Mortgage. How are you doing, Jake? Good. How are you doing, Steve? Good. We also have a special guest today, Abraham Sanchez. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. All right. Well, what do we got in the mortgage buzz, Jake? All right. Our first article here is from Housing Wire. The future of mortgage finance. Six key takeaways from the midterm elections. So we're going to talk a little bit about those recent elections. All right. Congratulations to all the winners out there, especially Hutchinson. Um, So, what's the first one? All right, our first one here is uh, Maxine Waters uh, will take the reins of the House uh, Financial Services Committee, and she's uh, shown strong commitment to affordable housing, access to homeownership. So that's, uh, you know, with uh, Dems taking over control of the House, that's going to be a big part of it. You know, I had no idea even Dems took over control of the House, so... Congratulations to them. Um, that's that's a good thing. I guess that's that's kind of reverse of what we thought was going to happen because um, you know we saw articles and then in the buzz we saw a bunch of stuff basically saying that they were going to start deregulating stuff. So you know I think it's a good thing. Well, I think the, the biggest thing, and we got a couple more points here, but it's going to be a lot more gridlock because you got one chamber that's Republican, one that's Democrat, and they're you know probably not going to come to consensus on a lot of lot of items yeah probably not a lot of progress e, that is <laughs> definite possibility <laughs> but i mean i personally think the state of the market's pretty good right now so mm-hmm. i'm not uh not too one-sided on that you know it seemed like a lot of the stuff that was coming down it, it was kind of like baby steps at the time so maybe yeah. some of those baby steps will be stopped at this point but we'll see it you know the, a lot will happen mm-hmm. uh number two here um it's uncertain who's going to chair the Senate uh, Banking Committee, um, but uh, it looks like it's possible of uh, Pat Toomey would likely become the committee's chairman. Um, so could be a little bit of changes with that there, but probably not a ton. And another item is that the government-sponsored entities, um, the reform isn't going to happen in this Congress, it looks like. Yeah, so that's that, that, that would be one that would really, really switch mortgage lending as we know it um that would basically bring it all back to the private markets which you know you could argue that's good or bad but yeah that would definitely you know there's been a lot of talk especially now that they're really healthy uh freddie and fanny um that they would you know flip them over to private companies um you know there's like anything that i would say there's upsides and downsides but yeah i I think that's kind of i think it's a good thing um i don't i don't see any reason you know why not well, it wasn't getting to have a profitable government-sponsored yeah. enterprise. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Well, it, was, it wasn't getting any traction when Republicans uh, held everything. So now that we got Democrats uh, in control of the House, I'm, I'm sure there's not going to be any for it, definitely. Uh, and then there's uh, some potential compromise on fintech and uh, consumer privacy protections. And I think there's pretty much agreement on both sides that um, the financial tech is really important. Yeah, I mean that's that's just really keeping up with the times, right? You have to uh 
as more and more stuff goes digital, as we've talked many times about the blockchain and just facets of the mortgage industry, real estate industry, just finance in general, um, you know, I just paid for my groceries right before I got here. So, I mean, that's, you know, everything is done via smartphone or on the internet now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just, it's like what we had to do a while ago. You just kind of have to catch up. You know, you have to put in some, you know, computer stuff. You know, I, anything that goes into, like, cyber, yep. anything with financial stuff, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's outdated. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, like, you have to store paper file for five years. Well, you know, there's no longer paper files. Yeah, so what's the new rules? Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then our next item here is just the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Probably not going to be a whole lot of changes with that now. Yeah, um, that's, you know, that's probably probably a good thing. I mean, they, they fought like tooth and nail to establish that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think anything, anything once you establish something and then you go and you rip it away, I think it's really just, you know, kind of a waste, waste of resources, waste of everything, really. Um, you know, again, I, it's just like anything. I think there's good and bad things. But I think overall, you know, I, I think they really do have a, have the consumer's heart. You know, they, they, they do really do put the consumer's interest, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I think it's not a terrible thing. I, I mean, I, I like, I when it comes to mortgages and, and banking and stuff. I, I think the disclosures. I think you know, really, you're you're keeping the consumer from you know, what do they say, shooting themselves in the foot type of thing. Yep. And I, I definitely think that is a good thing. Yep. No, there's definitely a lot of stuff that. Uh, uh, m- many improvements to the market, and especially with the disclosures and protecting the consumers. It's just as mortgage people, I think there's our biggest concern is there's a couple things that could use a little more common sense but that's you know pretty common with everything mm-hmm. but generally definitely definitely good stuff that's protecting the consumer and then our last item is saying that fha will probably get additional funding to upgrade its it systems which that sounds great you know more technology uh it can be easier to work with uh you know that's a positive all around yeah this is uh probably my favorite rule um as you know abraham knows because he's a law officer um, FHA is really behind the times. Um, they barely take any electronic documents. Um, they, I mean, now they they take like e-sign documents, but you know, when it comes to income, assets, other things, they are probably about three three years out from conventional and private banking stuff. Um, so the fact that they're going to update that just means that they're really going to catch up with the times, and you can, you know, they're going to do like the automatic approvals and and other things that. You know, there's a ton of other, you know, a non-FHA loan, some some loans might take you, you know, an hour to get approved, where FHA still takes you a week. Um, so that basically is signifying that, you know, they're ready to enter the new world of technology, which it's going to help consumers. Absolutely. Make the process faster. Yeah. Probably and, more transparent. And as we mm-hmm. as we talked about before, you know, it's the with the blockchain and everything, it, it's actually more accurate than it's ever been. Um, you know, people are submitting less false documents. I mean, you know, like they're they're literally pulling reports from the banks and from the employers themselves. Like, and so it's not even going through a third par- party. And well, it is the third party that's doing it, but you know, it's not going through like a loan officer to a processor to an underwriter. It's literally just going right into a digital file. And I, it's 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 amazing what it's doing for the industry and how fast and you know how how much better service they're offering. And it's it's great the fact that like FHA and 
with FHA, a lot of people don't realize is they're kind of control VA as well, um, and they also have their tentacles in USDA. So once FHA kind of goes and turns the corner and gets automated, the rest will follow, yep. which is really good. Mm-hmm. And then our next article here is from Mortgage News Daily. Uh, mutual mortgage insurance fund outperforms for fourth year in a row. Yeah, this is uh, this is my article. I put this on here. So this is for FHA mortgages. Um, it's the FHA mortgage fund. As you know, we've talked about this in the show. Every FHA loan carries mortgage insurance. Um, you pay a premium up front, and then you pay it monthly. Um, a few years ago, they changed it. So basically... Anybody that has an FHA loan for the life of the loan, they have to pay the mortgage insurance. Um, the interesting thing I, I find in this one is is that, you know, they they kind of raised it a few years ago. Um, they they've been toying around with it a lot, and I wouldn't be surprised that this year, with rates going up and the housing market tightening up and other things that are happening, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something, you know, in alliance to a cut. Um, something where they either cut the upfront fee a little bit, which I don't think they'll cut the upfront fee because it's technically financed. Um, so a lot of people don't even notice that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they cut a monthly fee. So how the, the fund for this then it gets funded based on the upfront and the monthly. Correct. And then withdrawals are when they have to pay out on defaults. Correct. Okay. So by this is saying so, so the it's correlation really of, healthy it's yeah. saying the 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 loans that have this type of mortgage insurance are performing really well um and you know that that's basically signifying the portfolio as a general it's 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 great right so what do you do when you have a good portfolio you want more mm-hmm. you know and so when you when you want more one of the ways to do it is well you know is to say okay well conventional right now you know 3% down products you know their their mortgage insurance is this you know so why don't we instead of charging i believe it's 0.85 right now why don't they just charge 0.75 doesn't sound like much but you know it's 20 more dollars also too is they're keeping people in the program longer now than they've ever have to where you used to be able to get rid of mortgage insurance and still have fha loan but now you pretty much you know either pay on that loan or you get it right out yep so the churning of the program you know, they're, they're churning a lot more loans, which, you know, equals a more profit in the upfront mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, after uh, after the break, we'll come back. We'll, we'll get to know Abraham, and we'll do some questions. All right. Sounds great. All right. While shopping for a fireplace insert at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, I was amazed at all the choices. Not just gas, electric, or wood burning, but also built-in or freestanding, and options in every style from antique to modern. The staff really listened to us, explained the options, and helped us choose a fireplace we absolutely love. Now it warms our hearts and our home every winter. Thank you, Woodland Stoves, for a great addition. Hi, I'm Peter Solak, putting in a word for the EPA BurnWise campaign. It has important information about clean burning fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. 
This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is JJ from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare from my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Sack Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin, sitting here with Jake Giraffe. How was your break, Jake? It's great. It was great today, huh? Yes. You say insightful. So. It wasn't, wasn't as short as usual. All right. Well, uh, we were so busy talking about all that mortgage buzz in the industry that, you know, kind of forgot to introduce the person on my right. Obviously, you can't see that if you're listening on the radio, but Abraham, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Thank you very much for having me here today. Um, and uh, I'm glad. Hey, Jake, how are you? Good, good. Yeah, very well. So yeah. Abraham joined uh, Satori Mortgage was this year, yeah. last year. Um, so when did you uh, start working in the industry? Uh, it was in June of 2004 when I, um, it was a, a, a funny, I would say, um, event because I went into a mortgage company trying to get a loan for my own. And when I walked out of that office, I... I actually worked out what a job. <laughs> yes. That shows and, how good a negotiator you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was so happy, you know, that uh, I ran into these uh, people and um, uh, they helped me, of course. And, and that's exactly what I like about this business. The industry is helping people realize and make their dreams come true. I think uh, buying a house uh, through a mortgage 
alone, it's uh, it's very important, and um, because not all of us have the mean, the means to to you know effectively buy it for cash and things like that. So um, I'm happy to be in the industry, and uh, like I said, uh, thanks to Satori Mortgage, um, we've been learning a lot. Yeah, Abraham came from a, a little different world of a of a lender um, to a mortgage broker, so. We've kind of opened his eyes up, I think, a little bit to uh, to other ways of, you know, why a mortgage broker is great for people, and you know why my my slogan is we have a mortgage for everyone. Um, you know, we obviously I don't know Abraham deals with a lot of a lot of Spanish speaking clientele um, as we do a lot of Satori Mortgage, and you know it's great to have more options than you know most places because you know we're able to we are a mortgage broker, so we are looking out for the clients and. You know, whatever program fits, we we try to match them with. That is right. That is correct. And uh, uh, for the most part, I've been helping uh, Spanish-speaking people, uh, even though many of them speak very good English. They have been here in the country for a long time. Uh, for some reason, they feel more comfortable when they can um, talk all this business and uh, in the native language. That's, uh, I guess, uh, one one symptom, one uh, something that uh, they realized when they go back home and study and analyze what the loan officer had told them, they try to remember, but they catch the key words in Spanish. And some of them have uh, kind of like a little bit of uh, a tricky part to translate to, to, you know, from one language to another. But we're going through, we're moving, moving well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a little different twist on the questions today here, Jake. We're going to, uh, you know, you're going to ask me, I'm going to give a little answer, and then, you know, Abraham's going to follow up with uh, a little Spanish. Sounds exciting here. All right, so let's get this Q&A kicked off. All right, question one, what is the best way to find out if I can buy a home? So the best way to find out how to buy a home is to give Satori Mortgage or really any other Obviously, a mortgage broker, I think, is the best option. Um, you know, a call, email, stop in their office and say, hey, I I'm, I want to buy a home. What do I need to do? And just listen. And then you'll get your options. Okay. Abraham? Um, esto es para los amigos y personas, amigos que hablan español. Eh, la pregunta es, ¿cuál es la mejor forma de eh, saber si puedo comprar una casa? Bien. Pues es muy sencillo, acerquémonos con lo que le llamamos brokers, o en español le decimos corredor. En este caso eh, podemos obtener información acerca de si podemos calificar o qué necesitamos para comprar una casa. Creo que es la mejor manera, antes que ir y consultar eh, personas que nos ayuden en bienes y raíces a conseguir una casa, Informémonos primero si calificamos o qué necesitamos para comprar una casa. Sí. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question here is, how long do I need to own a business before I can use the income? Oh, Abraham. What is uh, it, two years? Uh, sí. Testing, Yes, yes, two years. <laughs> All right. Um, la pregunta es, eh, ¿cuánto tiempo necesito ser el dueño de un negocio para que pueda yo considerar los ingresos de ese, de ese trabajo eh, y comprar una casa. Conseguir el préstamo para comprar una casa. Dos años. Simple y sencillamente. Porque 
nuestro gobierno nos requiere, ¿verdad?, que enseñemos impuestos. So, mínimo dos años. Mm. All right, next question here is, should I put a down payment down? Ah, uh, me and Abraham may differ a little bit on this. Everybody does. Every loan officer does. You know, I've, I've loan officers out there that, that sell the down payment grant, which we do um, a lot. Um, they think that's that's a good option, which I, I understand you, you, you're putting your, keeping your cash in the bank. And, you know, I personally think that it is good to put some type of, they call it the skin in the game, um, some type of, you know, down payment down. You generally, you're going to get better rates, faster, faster turn times. Um, generally, the process is smoother. And again, it doesn't have to be your money. It can be a gift. But in general sense, if you have the ability, I think it's a great place to put some money. Yeah, and that's where the planning comes in. And the, on the flip side of that as well is it, we don't always advise, you know, we, we work per individual, but the person that comes in wants to put every single penny they have from their savings to make as big a down payment as possible. Sometimes that doesn't make the most sense. Yeah, you know, Abraham deals with that a lot too, you know, the, where it's kind of we actually tell them not to put that much down. I mean, that that's always a good problem to have, right, right where it's right. like, hey, you know, like – you're only saving $15 a month on a payment. I don't think, you know, you want to do that. Um, again, you know, it's everybody's snowflake. Everybody's different. Um, you know, we, we have a file right now where if they would have just put their down payment down, they probably would have closed, you know, two months ago where they've been to two different loan officers. They're on their third, and, you know, they're trying to keep trying to get the grant and stuff. And sometimes it just, you know, there's there's creates such a narrow path um, to get the loan, you know, there's just one option that, you know, sometimes it's it's just a lot of work. It makes the process go from very easy to, you know, a, just a little bit more of a process. And every grant has their own own set of rules. Um, so the own set of rules, as we were talking about the FHA going into, you know, electronic documentations and stuff, I mean, you got to also be prepared to you know, pretty much bring your past two to three years of your life and, and set them down and go through it all. So it's got good and bad for some people, but, you know, generally I always say a little skin in the games, never, never, never a bad thing. All right. Um, okay, pero la pregunta que sigue es, ¿debería de poner enganche, lo que le llamamos anticipo, en cualquier este uh, tipo de préstamo? En la compra de una casa es recomendable considerarlo. Eh, no todo el tiempo se necesita poner un enganche. Eh, en muchas ocasiones no nos conviene. Todo depende, y esta es una situación individual. Es caso por caso. Eh, evidentemente lo que nosotros hacemos como corredores de hipotecas es buscar la mejor opción para todos ustedes. En caso de que eh, el uh, cliente quiera poner enganche y muy a pesar de sus desventajas o de sus ventajas, nosotros evidentemente consideramos importantes sus decisiones. Uh, recuerden, poner enganche nos da mejores opciones. En ocasión tenemos una mejor tasa de interés o bien, eh, evidentemente, el monto de nuestro préstamo va a disminuir, por lo tanto, nuestro pago mensual será menor. Eh, es todo cuestión de cálculos. Um, creo que es una forma positiva de ver las cosas si se dispone de una cantidad que puede venir de un regalo o pueden ser sus propios ahorros. 
Uh-huh. All right. Our next <laughs> question is, is, how do I get a credit score? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. We got to be very, very brief here. Um, that's a very good one. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very long one. I guess the best answer would be to call Abraham Sanchez at Satori Mortgage, sit down for a free consultation. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but, you know, generally the, the, the easiest way to get a credit score is you got to go generally uh, a bank or, you know, Google is just a fantastic source of information if people don't know that. Um, you just go in there and say, you just get a credit card, low balance, put a couple bucks on there, and then, you know, about three months later, you're going to get a score. So that is the the music. It's go time. All right. Jake, what's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish? The turkey. Abraham? The turkey as well. Uh, well, I'm more of a gravy guy, but <laughs> turkey's good. Turkey's good. So anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Again, we're Steve and Jake from Satori Mortgage and Abraham.